This podcast of Central Indiana Today is brought to you by Figment 2 McDonald's. Stop by any of their stores in Avon, Brownsburg, Danville, Speedway, and 10th Street, next to Ben Davis High School, for great specials, including the two for $2.50 and two for $5. They also have all-day breakfast items, which now include biscuits and McGriddles. And coming soon to the Danville location, Wednesdays will be family night. Figment 2 McDonald's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today and WYRZ 98.9. Hello, this is Kevin Kersey of the Kevin Kersey Agency. The Kevin Kersey Insurance Agency, a member of the Farmers Insurance Group, can help you with your home, life, auto, or business needs. We are located at 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg, and our phone number is 317-286-3481. We can also be found on Facebook at the Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. Indiana Family Dentistry is located at 505 North Green Street in Brownsburg. Dr. Will Hine practices general and cosmetic dentistry with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is 852-5999 and website is infamilydentistry.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio. This is Donald James of Impact Youth Mentoring. Impact Youth is a not-for-profit mentoring organization providing mentoring services to the children of Hendricks County. We pair mentors ages 16 and older with youth in Hendricks County. Over the past five years, we have been able to impact over 120 children through our mentoring and tutoring programs. Information about becoming a mentor or finding a mentor for a child can be found at impactyouthmentoring.org or via email at impactyouth1010 at gmail.com. The UPS Store Brownsburg is located at 124 East Northfield Drive in Brownsburg. Their phone number is 858-1422. The UPS Store Brownsburg can handle your printing needs, including color, large format, and business cards. They also do blueprints, mailers, and invitations. Thanks to owner Tom Reese and all the folks at the UPS Store Brownsburg for supporting community radio in Hendricks County. The Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on 98.9 WYRZ. Today's program is made possible by the Kevin Kersey Agency, 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg. And now here's your host, Rob Kendall. Welcome into another edition of Central Indiana Today here on 98.9 WYRZ. I'm Rob Kendall. Thanks for joining us. Now that the election is over, I've got to come up with something new to talk about. You know, elections are great for guys like me. It gives me like a nine-month crutch of nothing else to talk about. But now we're going to get back to real business. And one of the real things in this country, whether you're a Democrat, Republican, Independent, whatever you are, is healthcare. It's an ever-changing world. It's a world that very few people understand. And one of the major factors in healthcare in the United States today is uh, the Affordable Care Act, better known as Obamacare. And it's crazy. So one guy that knows about this because he did it for a year, and he's going to tell us about his experience today, and we're going to talk a little bit about insurance in America, is Kevin Kersey. And, of course, Kevin's background of the Kevin Kersey Agency uh, right here in Brownsburg. Kevin, how are you? I'm doing well, thank you. So you did Obamacare. Yes. You did it by choice. Yes. Okay, tell us about it. So, you know, it, it came out, and it was being offered. Uh, so I, I said, look, I, I felt this is this is happening, so we're going to have to jump in and be a part of this. Now, it was part of a large corporate group, so um, the the premiums were a little bit lower, 
but my initial, and again, it raises each year. So when I first started it, I believe it was around anywhere between six and 10,000 was my out of pocket before do, insurance Do you remember what in. year you did this? Oh my gosh! No, um, because you're in the insurance field now. Were you still in the private? Still in? I was, I was still. I was still in my my, my former life. Yes. Okay. When this happened. I want to say this had to be 14. Okay. I believe it was 2014. So right about the time that it all started really coming yes. into fruition from the mandate standpoint and all that sort of yes. stuff. Yes. Yeah. So I did it for a year, and here's what I did. I, I I basically I sat down and I said, how much am I paying in premiums each month? How much am I paying with three kids? How much am I paying? out of pocket. So for example, if a trip to the doctor would be $100 out of pocket without insurance, mine cost 87. So I was saving maybe $13 every time they went to the doctor. Okay. Well, with three kids on average, everybody goes to the doctor twice a month. Right. All right. So I did the math and I ended up costing me more to be on that plan versus paying a higher premium and being on a copay plan. So the so, next year I switched. So Obamacare was more expensive for you. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. So take us through, because like I said, you did this willingly, like, wh like why? Well, at the time I was in a, a, a senior level position in, uh, with, with my former company. And I thought, look, I'm going to have to explain this to people at some time. So I'm going to take the, I'm going to take the deep dive. Cause you were in R and D and yes. all that sort of stuff. Yeah. You were so, a big timer. So yeah, yeah. Something like that. So I, I decided to, to take the dive and I, it actually went around and did a survey, all my staff. So all my, all my staff at the director level and, and their managers under them and their staff, I found only one other person in the entire company in my division that had joined this plan and it was a single guy in his 30s he was the only other one that did it and he did it so he didn't have to pay much in in premium and he wouldn't go to the doctor no matter what anyway right so for him it probably did good because he didn't go to the doctor so great for me with a lot of healthcare expenses it was just like paying premium plus out-of-pocket expenses because even when i went to our uh, prescriptions were outrageous because they're covered almost zero did you have a good insurance plan that you gave up Oh yeah, yeah. We were on Anthem, and it was so. It this was, cost you a lot of money then oh, to yeah. do this. Oh yeah, I forget how many thousands of dollars ended up costing me that year. So, but I used that as a lesson. The next year, I paid whatever premium I could because the copay system it, it works for me. I'm I'm real, I'm I'm willing to pay the higher premium up front versus you know waiting and spending sure. multiples of thousands of dollars out of pocket. So obviously there's been an evolution of Obamacare. Let's just say this was was 14. It's now been two years. We're going on year three since then. The premiums continue to skyrocket. But take us through, did you sign up online or how did you do it? No, this was through the corporate corporate plan so they called it the high deductible plan which okay. is what they call it on the corporate you know when you're when you're part of a of a of a big group plan and um, so I just I I chose the high deductible plan. Now I will tell you in 2015 I'd already gotten off the plan and in 2015, one of my coworkers had a very serious medical issue. Their spouse did. And that year, the premiums jumped up. And I want to say uh, it was anywhere from 6 to 10. And I can't remember because I never hit the max. But you had to spend so much out of pocket before yours kicked in. Well, in mid-January, her spouse had an issue. And she ended up uh, having to dish out $13,000 before the insurance would kick in. And by the way, when the insurance kicks in, it's not 100%. This is under Obamacare. It's under Obamacare. Right. Once you once you've paid, and the, by the way, the deductible is expected to go. The uh, out of pocket is expected to go as high as twenty thousand dollars at some point. Once you pay the full out of pocket, you're not get a you don't pay you're not covered a hundred percent after that. Now you're covered where you only had to put in twenty percent out of pocket. So you're still dishing out that out of pocket expense. So um, it's it's really designed for if I can if I can have ten years to sock away money into my HSA account. And then 
hopefully don't have more than one thing happen years back to back, the plan works great, but that's not life. Okay, so you are in the insurance field, so you understand, you don't do health insurance, but you right. understand risk and things like that. Do you believe that Obamacare, uh, because uh, and I'm trying to figure out how to ask this because I don't want to taint the, the question, so I'm going to ask it. Do you believe it was conceived with good intentions, and if so, was it implemented with good intentions? It, it was conceived with good intentions, and I believe it was conceived with the concept of let's get everybody health care. Well, there was, there's a lot of ways to get everybody health care without taking it away or making it more expensive for everybody else. Okay, how do we do that? Because you are, in yeah. not, while not health insurance, you're in the insurance field, you understand this. How yes. do you do that? So there, there's a lot of ways. I mean, basically, you could say, um, I mean, you can, you can insure different things. I mean, so you don't have to say, let's design a plan for for, for John Doe to be covered for everything, John Doe could pick and choose. Hey, here's what I really want. I want to be covered in case I get cancer. Okay, great. That's a lower risk, so you're going to pay a lot less versus I want to be covered for everything under the sun. And I think being able to pick and choose, just like if you're getting a home policy or an auto policy, you pick and choose your coverage. You don't say there's one policy, take it or leave it. You get to pick and choose. Now, the, the other thing um, is when you when you look at the, the co whole concept of of uh, you know everybody being insurable, that's not true either. That's another misnomer. So, for example, now what's rolling out at the corporate level and with large group policies is they're requiring health screens. What is that? What are, what are those? So let's say I have to go in, all right, because I'm gonna I'm I'm on my wife's plan. I'm gonna go in and I have to actually do a physical, and they're gonna assess what my premium is gonna be based on my BMI plus my health history and everything sure. else. Now, so it's not like it used to be where it was like, hey, Janie has insurance and I'm married to Janie, so I automatically am on this the plan, no questions asked. That's correct. Yeah. So now, for example, group health insurance was fantastic for people in the group that had health conditions or their family had health conditions, et cetera. Now, not only does the person that's the insured, but everybody in their family that's over the age of 18 has to get health screened. Now they're phasing it in, but the difference is, and this is pretty big, the difference is between paying for the really, really healthy people, they're gonna pay about 200 a month. Right. The unhealthy people are gonna pay about 1,000. But with Obamacare, they always said, everybody's gonna be insurable, right? No, no, uh, you know. Sure you know, pre-existing conditions, it's no, no, all right. that's off the board. Okay, that's great. But what they didn't tell you was, but if you have a pre-existing condition, you're going to pay a lot more than everybody else. And I think that wasn't, that people weren't informed of that. When I, having watched this crazy presidential debate, one thing that has always totally made sense to me is that you would allow insurance companies, an insurance company in California to compete with an insurance company in Indiana. Why is the government so opposed? I mean, that seems like such a basic step to me. So, I mean, is there a good reason for it or is there just special interest winning out here? Um, <laughs> trying, trying to think of a good answer for that. I, I'm going to I'm gonna say it's it's there, there's a lot of uh, special interest in that. I mean, I, I, I don't have a good answer for that, but... Because um, if I want to buy, let's say I want to buy a computer, and there's somebody in California that can sell me a computer, half the price of somebody, the same computer, I'm going to buy it in the, from the guy in California. Right, right. It, it's gotten to be where, um, you know, these exchanges popped up, and, and as you can see, it's all, the whole thing's falling apart. Right. I mean, it's falling apart because it's not working. If you join a, join a group like Anthem, and Anthem is, I mean, it's it's... It's hard for them to, to compete. I mean, that that's what I'm really worried about is these big healthcare providers are going to fall and so many people are dependent on them. But Anthem is, if I get sick in California, if I get sick in Indiana, or if, or if I if I want to move over here or I'm, I'm working a, a, in another state for a while, I'm covered because they have a national network. Right. 
these other plans are, you know, they're so they're, they're some of them are local plans, right? And so when you leave that network, it's it's you're paying. You know, I said I was paying. Like for example, I'm paying eighty seven because my doctor only charges me a hundred. Sure. Well, I go to this other, you know, out of network, I'm going to pay two eighty seven. It's ridiculous the way it's all set up. I I think in the at the end, um, it's 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 got to change. And I'm not saying that it's necessarily going to go back to the way it was, but depending on which stats you read, you know, who has healthcare right now? So they say, Oh, more people are insured, but if more people are insured, but those same people are included in the quote unquote, more people category, but their insurance is less. Okay. It doesn't matter how much more I take home. I'm going to spend more on healthcare. So if healthcare is going up, for example, a hundred percent, and cost of living is going up two point five to three. Pretty soon, I'm going to be spending half my paycheck on healthcare. So let me help me understand this because I'm trying to figure out. Like I think I try to think of it like car insurance, and I get that it's not the same. But I have car insurance, and your insurance plan can you pay more based on certain things that you want covered. You can have the bare minimum in Indiana, which says if you cause an accident, that person, you're covered, you're taken care of, that's a price. If you want to have a deductible of $500, that's a price. Mm -hmm. A deductible of $1,000 for yourself, that's a price. And that seems to really make sense to me because I, as a young person, could be that uh, catastrophic collision coverage only person. I, as an older person, could be the the $1,000 coverage. Why is health insurance done so much differently than car insurance, which has a mandate but seems to work pretty well? No idea. I, I, that, I mean, that's, that's what kind of baffles my mind is there are systems out there that are tried and true. And again, from state to state, the laws are different. And, and we'll use car insurance as an analogy because it's a good one. Because you can pick your coverage level, you can pick your, you can pick your uh, deductible, and you're also rated on how good a driver you are. You're rated on your credit score. You're rated on lots of factors out there. Where you live is a factor. If you live in one part of the uh, United States, your insurance is going to be three times as high as if you live in another part of the United States. So translate all of that into the healthcare industry. If you're not as healthy fine, you can have insurance, but we can't charge you the same that we're going to charge the 22-year-old guy who's a marathon runner. It just doesn't work that way. And so, but rather than put that plan together, somehow this minutiae came up that really nobody understood what it was, and most people still don't. That's why I, I'm not into healthcare insurance because right. it changes so much. I'm not I'm not set up or ready to do that. So I re when I... Uh... I remember when Obama made the infamous statement, if you like your plan, you can keep it, which has now not been proven true. Right before I took a job that I had got insurance through the job, I got a letter from my insurance provider that said, your plan will be canceled. And I had, mm -hmm. as a young person, a what they call that high deductible plan, right. which was designed to cover uh, uh, catastrophe, which they said was the purpose of Obamacare is to cover these people who go to the hospital and can't pay for it. I had that plan. I liked the price. I liked the plan that I had. Why would the government put forward a policy that takes people off? Somebody like me liked my plan, could pay my plan, liked the price of my plan. Everything worked well for me. Now, I got fortunate that I was able to pick up insurance through my employer at the time. But why would the government create a policy that takes people like me who are paying we're doing what they claim they want they make it th that plan went away right it's not profitable because the plan because the, the plans were decided these hundreds of plans that came out there there there's they're they're backed poorly 
they're not profitable and they can't exist if they're not profitable. And one of the reasons they're not profitable is the whole creation of the system was is that everybody from the age of of, of 18 to, to 30, the healthiest portion of our population was going to run out and get on these exchanges and buy insurance. Well, if the difference is this, if I'm going to get charged and I'm just, I'm, I don't know the numbers exactly because I've not had, to, not had to deal with this penalty, tax, whatever you want to call it, but let's say the penalty is $1,000 a year if I don't buy insurance, okay? But the insurance is going to cost me six. I'm saving $5,000. Right. And I'm not going to use it anyway. So if the majority of the population is saying that, and the more, major, I'm sorry, the majority of the healthy population is saying that, then the whole system fails. We have to look at the reality of what insurance really is. It's not everybody has insurance. Not everybody has car insurance. Not everybody has home insurance. But you've got to look at, it, it, from, from the standard curve perspective, who has who has insurance, who's going who's gonna to need insurance. Now, on the tails of that, you have people in the, in the younger population and people in the older population that might need insurance but can't afford it or don't have it. That's what we should be looking at, not let's change everybody, let's shift the whole curve left or right to cover one population or the other. So that it was like, let's, let's, uh, let's solve everybody's problem, even though 80% of the people didn't have a problem. Get our guest is Kevin Kersey. He did Obamacare for a year. He's in the insurance field. So we're trying to make some sense of this. Are we ever, 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 ever going to be able to undo Obamacare? I mean, I don't think, I think for the most part, 90% of the population would say, objectively, take the politics out of it. This has not worked. It's not working for people. It hasn't done what it was intended to do. Are we ever going to be able to work our way out of Obamacare right. now? Well, think about this. So Obamacare went in, was it 09? Yeah. That right. Okay. Signed into law in 09. How many years did it take for the first, you know, it took three, four, five years before really it was, in yeah, action. and actually, I think it was the the early spring of of ten when it was actually officially okay. voted on. But but okay, so it voted in ten. Um, I just remember I was I remember where I was that day, yeah. just shaking my head, going, yeah. "This is because as everybody will recall, this came down to a couple of votes in both the House and the yeah. Senate, and there were all sorts of goodies and freebies and the Cornhusker kickback and everything else. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. But well, no, ahead. but no, but you you the the plan goes into effect years later the first phase of it rolls out and anything you do you have to phase in phase out when you're talking about a large population like this if if you want to undo obamacare the way i think to do it is you're going to have to phase in the new system okay you can't overnight take insurance away from people and by no means is that what i would suggest is it's not take anything away it's make it better the, the average person wants to make sure, if, if, if the average person that has diabetes, they want to make sure that, that their, their treatments are covered. And if they need major medical, that it's going to be there. Um, if the average person that has no illnesses, do they want to, you know, quote unquote, pay for all the sick people? Well, that's what insurance is, right? So when I get a phone call and somebody says, hey, why did my rates go up? I didn't do anything wrong. I said, yeah, well, unfortunately, everybody else did. That's really <laughs> what happens with healthcare. It's it's healthcare costs rise, um, the and as the costs rise, insurance goes up across the board, and as expenses go up because more people are sick on your plan, expenses go up. So, I don't think we're gonna necessarily just totally erase it, but I think it needs to be rewritten, modified severely. Because why on earth, for eons and eons and eons, we had the copay plans, we had all the plans that were out there. And everybody was happy. The people that weren't happy because they couldn't afford that 
the market insurance. Let me tell you what, I grew up on that. My dad was an independent business person. It is outrageously expensive. It was then. But that's what we needed to fix. Not the people that had insurance, but that's right. what we needed to fix. And, and I, I want to add one more thing. When I had, I had the insurance to the University of Cincinnati in 2001 when my first son was born. On the first doctor's visit, I wrote a check for $100, and that was it. Now, that's incredible insurance. For the entire child, that's every doctor's visit, everything, all the way up to childbirth for $100. You got more than that, a tax credit. That's, that's, that was incredible. Now, that was probably unsustainable, right? But, at the, at, but that was very common in academia to have that kind of great coverage. Now, do we have to go back to that? I don't think we can. But what is, what's in place now is just, it's unsustainable. And when any, it's, it's like the housing bubble that was unsustainable. The tech bubble that's unsustainable. This is unsustainable. And healthcare is a major part of our economy. And if you bust the bubble on healthcare by, by, by rate, you know, continuing to raise all of these rates and everything else, you're gonna, you're gonna, we're gonna have another economic disaster. Why, why when they did the, because remember they big did the big uh, press conferences and Obama meeting with the doctors and the guys in the white coats and then he was in there with the insurance executives. These were like these CEOs. Why did he meet with guys like you to say the, the these middle American insurance agents say you're dealing with the people? The guy from Anthem's not talking to anybody. Well. I might be a little jaded on this subject, but that's okay. When you're, I, when you're, that's, it's, that's a lot on the show. When you're, when you're, when, when, whenever you see somebody talking to CEOs and presidents and all this kind of stuff, those by no means are the people doing the day-to-day work of the job. The people that do the day-to-day work of the job, nobody's asking them how they feel, what they want, and 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 that's one of the things that was really frustrating working, at, you know, in the in the corporate sector was nobody's. You know, these are smoke and mirrors, right? We used to have a term for 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 when when you make things up, call it voodoo science. It's kind of it's 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 voodoo smoke and mirrors. It has it has face value, and a few people look at it and go, "Oh, good, he is talking to the CEO of the insurance company." The CEOs of the insurance companies aren't selling insurance; they're looking at running the business, not necessarily what's happening at the ground level. So, to answer your question, I don't know why. I mean, again, these are you know photo ops. We know how all that goes, but at the end of the day, you know, you're always going to you know nobody's ever going to look at America. Oh my God, 100% of the people all agree on something, right? I mean, the only time you see that happen is is after 9/11 when right. people are like, you know. We're 100 percent behind, right, sure. you know, making sure this doesn't happen again. But on issues like this, you're never going to get 100 percent consensus. But we can get a do a lot better than what we're doing. Did, did you find any redeeming quality in your experience with Obamacare, where you go, "That was really good. I'm glad they did that." Oh, one thing on the healthcare, the health expense, uh, the healthcare savings account. You know, there's the flexible health. There's that FSA that is available, but you have to spend all the money in the same year. And that's available on the copay plans. <clears throat> Here's the downside to that. I have about 50 pair of glasses because at the end of the year, I have money left and glasses are one of the things I can run out and buy new prescription glasses, okay? Right. The HSA accounts are lifelong. Right. That money stays in there, it grows interest. That, of all the things in the Obama Obamacare Affordable Care Act are the was the greatest thing that they had done was I'm putting money in this plan, but yet I've got to spend it all in one year. Well, what if I need it next year? 
that's what I want to do. I want to put money away for when I need it, not money away. Oh, I didn't need it this year. Let me buy some glasses. Okay, so you, like I said, you don't sell health insurance, but you do know insurance. Um, when somebody's looking, I was looking at a health insurance plan the other day and reading through some of the ones, and it, like after like 10 minutes, it's like, my eyes and brain hurt trying to read this stuff and understand it. Then you got to go back to the top and look at the bottom and back to the top and remember what that phrase means. Is there a way to simplify this for people? And what should people look for when they're looking at a health plan? Well, that's a great question. I mean, one of the reasons right now, because it's changing so much, um, Farmers isn't in, in, in the healthcare market. Now, I can sell health care insurance, and I specifically choose not, choose not to because it's changing so much. I think that the answer to your question is to get with someone knowledgeable about the product. Um, speak with someone who really understands the product, knows the product, and I don't mean can read off of the sheet. I mean, one of the things that I like to do with any customer on any product is break it down into its bare essentials. Yeah. Pros and cons. This is what's great, but let me tell you what you're not covered for. That's what people really want to know. At the end of the day, when something happens in insurance, home, health, doesn't matter, I want to be covered 100%. So right away, what I always start with is tell them, here's what you're not covered for, right? You know, uh, zombie attacks, not covered. <laughs> you know, so I want to tell them right away what you're not covered for. So they go, okay. And then tell them what you are covered for. But I don't like to, I, you know, we, I don't like to, you know, tell somebody, hey, you're covered for everything because that policy doesn't exist. Okay. Want to close with this. I want you to try to explain how insurance works. And maybe, you know, because mm -hmm. I'm sure it's somewhat similar healthcare to everything else. How how they actually come up with the rate for something. Like, how do you guys decide this is what a person pays? Oh, just well, just broad, broad spectrum. You're talking to the wrong guy. You need, to be, you need to bring a statistician in here. And I do know some. Um, and they can tell you how rates are decided. I mean, there's risk factors, there's ratings, and they have determined in certain zip codes, okay, these actuaries. It's that specific. Be, absolutely. Code, yeah. Absolutely. It's zip code specific. So in certain zip codes, your insurance costs you different, you specifically. This your, is And this is by health insurance, every, so everything. It, it's not so much by health insurance. Now it can, now I'm not going to, don't get me wrong. So health insurance living in certain areas can absolutely be different. Because like if you're living in a others. coal area, coal mine or something, your chance of lung disease be. might be greater. But see, then maybe it's not area specific, it's history, medical history, right? right? So if, you know, one of the things, for example, so, so, um, it's so like black lung is not hereditary. So if, if, if your if your parent had your father had black lung, okay, well, okay, well, fine. You don't. You're sure. not, but if you had cancer, you look at genetics. You look at you know location, where you live. Are you a skydiver or do you sit behind a desk every right. day? There's so many factors that go into insurance. Then all the money goes into one giant bucket. And just like running any other company, the company wants to be profitable because insurance companies aren't there. Unfortunately, we're not here. Um, at the corporate level for goodwill. I mean, us as agents, we want to make sure our customers are taken care of. But at the corporate level, I can't sell a product like home, life, auto, if it's not profitable to the company. So from that perspective, the statisticians determine not only how much it's going to cost, but how many do we need to sell of this product to be profitable. So if we're not selling enough of this product, then it comes back to us as the agents to sell more. But that's like anything else. Well, it's soap toilet paper, you know, toothpaste, all of it falls into that same game is that you can't sell something for $2 if two people buy it. You can sell it for $2 if 100,000 people buy it. So that's really what it's all about in insurance. It's it's selling the right product to the right area. And and, and sometimes, I mean, like in, in Texas, 
in Florida, I shouldn't say Texas, we'll pick, use Florida, some insurance companies don't even sell insurance in Florida because the risk of hurricanes is sure. too high, then they won't accept that risk. Right. So, um, you know, it's, it's all about risk and reward in the insurance area. But um, if you really want to talk to a statistician, I, I honestly, I don't talk to them because they, they <laughs> overwhelm me. Uh, but they can tell you ex- exactly kind of maybe even simplified of how that all happens. Kevin, I really appreciate you taking some time today to tell us about this. It's so complicated and you've got a lot of knowledge about it. So I appreciate you telling us a little bit about life on Obamacare and and life in the insurance (laughs) industry. You bet. Hey, don't forget to miss any part of today's conversation. It was very educational. I learned a lot. I'm sure you did too, and someone you know would too. Uh, You can check out the podcast anytime you want. We're now on SoundCloud and iTunes. You can download the show. Come right to your smartphone or tablet. Go back and listen anytime you want. As always, the podcast presented by McDonald's. Don't forget until uh, next time, I'm Rob Kendall saying have yourself a great evening. You've been listening to the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on 98.9 WYRZ. Made possible by the Kevin Kersey Agency, 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg. An archive of today's program can be heard at our website, wyrz.org. Tune in next time for another edition of the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today with your host, Rob Kendall. This podcast of Central Indiana Today is brought to you by Figment 2 McDonald's. Stop by any of their stores in Avon, Brownsburg, Danville, Speedway, and 10th Street, next to Ben Davis High School, for great specials, including the two for $2.50 and two for $5. They also have all-day breakfast items, which now include biscuits and McGriddles. And coming soon to the Danville location, Wednesdays will be family night. Figment 2 McDonald's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today and WYRZ 98.9. Hello, this is Kevin Kersey. Since 1968, our family has been helping customers with their insurance needs. We provide insurance coverage for life, home, auto, and recreational vehicles. We are located at 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg, and our phone number is 317-286-3481. The Kevin Kersey Agency can also be found on Facebook at The Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. The Kevin Kersey Agency is a proud member of the Farmers Insurance Group. The UPS Store Brownsburg is located at 124 East Northfield Drive in Brownsburg. Their phone number is 858-1422. The UPS Store Brownsburg can handle your printing needs, including color, large format, and business cards. They also do blueprints, mailers, and invitations. Thanks to owner Tom Reese and all the folks at the UPS Store Brownsburg for supporting community radio in Hendricks County. This is Donald James of Impact Youth Mentoring. Impact Youth is a not-for-profit mentoring organization providing mentoring services to the children of Hendricks County. We pair mentors ages 16 and older with youth in Hendricks County. Over the past five years, we have been able to impact over 120 children through our mentoring and tutoring programs. Information about becoming a mentor or finding a mentor for a child can be found at impactyouthmentoring.org or via email at impactyouth1010 at gmail.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is located at 505 North Green Street in Brownsburg. Dr. Will Hine practices general and cosmetic dentistry with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is 852-5999 and website is infamilydentistry.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio.